Sanctified food, for example, truma, which is a portion of one's produce which he gives to a koyain, and it has sanctity, it's forbidden to allow it to become tome. And another example would be the meat of carbonice. Food like this, if touched by a koyain, becomes tome. And according to the halacha, although it's an argument, we've already seen two different opinions in the Mishnayas. But the opinion of the majority of the Mishnayas in the Masechta is that even though the truma or the carbon meat becomes tome as a shlishi latuma upon being touched by a tevulyoim, if that item of food touches the other meat of carbonice, which usually does have the ability to become impure when it touches a shlishi latuma, something that is a shlishi latuma because it touched a tevulyoim does not have the ability to make other carbon meat tome on the level of a revi latuma, which is a lower level than that that only applies to the meat of carbonice. Be it as it may, the Mishnah says, Besar HaKodesh, carbon meat, Shekaram Olov HaKipa, which has gravy that has congealed on top of it. Noga Tvulyoim Bakipa, if a Tvulyoim touches the gravy, Chatichos Matarais, the pieces of meat that are in the gravy underneath it remain permitted to be eaten. It's another way of saying that they are still pure because it's considered to be a separate item, a separate entity from the gravy itself. And although the gravy becomes tome as a shalishilatuma, and usually when carbon meat touches a shalishilatuma, it becomes impure. Since the gravy became tome by touching a tvulyoim, its impurity is considered to be very weak, and it would not be transferred onwards even to carbon meat. What happens if Nogaba Chaticha, the Tavulyoim, touched one of the pieces of meat? The question is, what is the level of connection that that meat has with the gravy? On the one hand, it's impossible to remove all of the gravy from the piece of meat, and when one picks up a piece of meat, certainly some of the gravy is going to come with it. On the other hand, certainly not all of the gravy is going to come with the meat if you pick it up. So the question is, to what extent do we view the gravy as being a part of the meat? According to the first opinion of the Mishnah, the piece of meat and any gravy that comes up with it when it is picked up, that is all considered to be connected to each other. It is a chibur. And therefore, if the tevulyoim touched the piece of meat, so that amount of gravy that is immediately next to it and would come up with the piece of meat when it's picked up, that would all become tome on the level of a shalishi latuma. On the other hand, Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri, Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri says that we don't start splitting up the gravy into two. The gravy is certainly considered to be one entity. The only question is whether the piece of meat is considered to be connected to it. And since it's impossible to remove the meat without bringing some of the gravy with it, we therefore view the gravy as, yes, being a part of the meat. It's all part of the same dish. And both of them, the meat and all of the gravy, is considered to be connected, and thus it would all become tomei. The same applies to beans that have settled and somewhat congealed on top of pieces of bread. I guess this would be similar to today's baked beans on toast or bread. There are a number of separate pieces of bread, but there is this bean dish that has been poured on top of all of the pieces of bread. And if you pick up one of the pieces of bread, certainly it's going to come with some of these beans of the dish. The same argument would apply according to the first opinion of the Mishnah, only the part of the beans that would definitely come up with the bread are considered to be connected and be part of the same entity. Whereas according to Rabbi Yochan ben Nuri, since all of the bean mixture we certainly view as being part of the same entity and it's impossible to pick up a piece of bread without at least part of that coming with the bread, 
bread. We therefore view the bread together with all of the beans dish as one entity. So according to Rabbi Yochum Nuri, if a tavulyayim touched one of the pieces of bread, it would all become tomei. A type of stew that is made up of beans, and the more it cooks, the more solid and connected it all becomes. Whereas at the beginning, each piece is pretty much separate from each other, and there's just lots of water with the beans that haven't yet merged as one solid stew. So at the time that the pieces are all separate from each other, they're not considered to be connected, and if a tvulyoim touched one of the beans, only that one would become tomei, assuming that it is truma. But once the stew is now a solid clump, it's all one dish that has merged together, chibur, it would be considered connected, and if a tvulyoim touches even part of it, it would all become tomei. If there were lots of clumps, this is referring to a middle stage where not all of the stew is like one big solid mass yet, but it has cooked for enough time that there are a few smaller clumps of beans that have started to merge and stick together. And in that case, each of those clumps we would view as being like one entity and they would be counted. That means that if a source of impurity touches one of them, let's say over here, it's not a tvulyayim, let's say it's an avhatumar, touches one of these clumps, so that would become a rishonatumar. And if that clump is touching another clump, another group of beans that have stuck to each other, then it would become a shenilatumar. And if there's trumar, so then it would become a shlishilatumar, the next one. This is unlike in the first case of the Mishnah, where each of the individual beans are considered to be their own entity and separate from the other ones, which means that it's only going to be the one that actually touches the source of impurity that becomes Tomei, but it's too small for it to be able to transfer its impurity even to that which it's touching. Food needs to be at least the size of an egg for it to be able to pass its impurity onwards to other food items. The Mishnah continues to talk about a chibur, a connection, and whether we consider it to be one entity or not, with regards to liquids. If there is oil that is floating on top of wine. Oil is unique in that it always floats to the top, and it can be separated from the wine. The Nogat Tvulyoim Bashemen, if a Tvulyoim touches the Truma oil, he would only invalidate the oil, only that would become impure. And it's not considered to be part of the same entity as the wine, since it floats to the top and it can be separated, we still view it as separate from the rest of the liquid there. however, says that since when the oil would be removed, certainly some of the wine would need to come with it. We therefore view all of the wine as being connected to the oil, and this is really Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri following his opinion at the beginning of the Mishnah, that Shneim Chibur Zelozeh, they are both considered to be fully connected, since at least part of the wine would be collected together with the oil. Mishnah Vov, if there is a barrel which contains truma wine in it, and it sinks, it is sunken into a pit of wine that is chulin. And that means that it is now connected. The wine in the pit is now connected to the wine that is in the barrel. In general, we would consider the two wines to have fully mixed now. However, the reason why there are so many Mishnais over here in the Masechta to do with Chibur, to do with how we consider different items to be connected, whether they are all one entity or more, is because there are a number of leniencies that apply specifically to the impurity of the Tuvul because it is a very weak and light impurity. And the Mishnah says, If a Tavul Yoim touches the wine that is in the barrel, 
the truma wine, if he touches the wine that is within the inside of the rim, it's inwards from the rim, that means it's inside the actual barrel, that wine is considered to be connected to all of the wine that is inside of the barrel. Even if, let's say, the barrel was only half full before it was put into the pit of wine, which means that the top half of the barrel we might consider now to just be chulin wine. It's wine that came from the pit. Nevertheless, it's all considered to be connected since it's all in the same barrel, there's nothing separating it, and therefore the wine that is in the barrel will all become impure. However, if he touches any of the wine that is from the rim outwards, he touches part of the wine that is in the pit, that is not considered to be connected to the wine that is inside the barrel. Since the barrel is its own container, although in general we might, yes, consider all of the liquid that's inside of it to be connected and to be part of the same entity as the rest of the liquid in the pit, over here, at least with regards to Tavulyaim, we do not consider it to be connected, and the wine which is inside of the container would remain pure. And likewise, the wine that is in the pit would remain pure because it's chulin. A tavulyon that touches non-sanctified food or liquid would not make it impure. If the tavulyon touches any of the wine that is directly above the barrel of truma wine, even if he touches it as far away from the barrel as the height of a person, that's how much wine there is in between the wine that he's touching and the barrel. It's a very deep pit of wine. Since he is touching wine that's directly above the barrel, all of that wine, the Noga Kneged Piha, if he touches anything in, the, in a direct line of the open barrel, Chibur, that would all be considered connected to the wine that's inside the barrel. So in that case, the Truma wine would become Tome, and really all of, all of that wine, according to Rebbe Menuri, would become Tome. A barrel that has developed a hole in it, whether it's in its mouth at the top of the barrel, whether it's at the bottom of the barrel, or on the side of the barrel, and a tvulyoim touches the wine that is in the hole. According to the Tanakama, the first opinion of the Mishnah, that wine is considered to be, to be totally connected to the wine that's inside of the barrel, and therefore Tomea, all of the wine, would become Tomea as a result of having touched the Tvulyoim. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, In the case where the hole is at the top or at the bottom of the barrel, then it's true that Tomea, all of the wine that is in the barrel, would become Tomea, because the wine is considered to be connected to the wine that is in the hole. A hole that's at the top of the barrel, any wine that's there is essentially resting on all of the wine that's in the barrel, and therefore it's considered to be part of that wine. And likewise, since if the hole at the bottom of the barrel is not blocked by the person's finger or by something that will block it, all of the wine will flow out through that hole, so therefore the wine that is currently in that hole we view as being part of all of the wine that's in the barrel. However, we're going to read that to mean that if the hole was on either of the sides of the barrel, the wine that is in those holes we are able to view as being in a separate section, and only that wine that's in the hole itself, in the thickness of the hole, would become tome when the tvulyom touches it. But it would not automatically make the rest of the wine impure because it's considered to be separate. It's not considered to be the same entity. Continues the Mishnah. One who pours wine from one utensil to another. 
And we're talking about truma wine. Venoga tvulyon bakiluach, and a tvulyon touches the stream, the flow of wine that's going from the upper utensil that's being poured into the other one. Halachically speaking, we do not consider that entire flow to be like the same connected one entity. Each droplet is considered to really be separate. And therefore, only the part of the, the, part of the wine that the Tvulium actually touched would become Tome. And in fact, it might not even make a difference because in Yesh by if there is enough wine in the bottom utensil such that there would be a hundred times more of that wine in relation to the impure wine that became impure because the Tvulium touched it, then it would nullify the impure wine and we would consider all of it to be pure. And this is an interesting concept because in general we don't find the concept of nullification of a Tommy liquid, but that's really because even if the tiniest amount of Tommy liquid touches a pure liquid, it will just make all of the pure liquid Tommy. At least with your abonon, whenever Tommy liquid touches other liquid, it makes it Tommy. It's only in the case of a liquid that is Tommy as a result of touching a Tavul Yoim that we learned earlier on in the Masechta that that does not have the ability to make even other liquid impure. So to the extent that it doesn't make the truma liquid into which it falls tome, it might even be nullified if there is enough of the rest of the wine that is pure, it might be nullified by the rest of that wine. A part of the wall of a barrel that is made of earthenware that has bulged during the heating process of the earthenware, the clay in a kiln... So somehow part of the wall bulged, and there's now this hollow, fatter part of the wall that bulges outwards. And a hole developed in the bulged part of the barrel, both on the inner side and the outer side. Since this bulge is hollow, so there's the side of the bulge that is nearer to the inside. It sort of bulges inwards to the interior of the barrel. And there's also the outer part of this part of the wall that bulges outwards. And the hole developed both on the outer part and the inner part. So wine that would be filled up in the barrel would end up going through that hole into the bulge, which is hollow, it's able to hold some wine, but not so much. And if there's enough, then it would end up flowing out on the other side of the bulge, outwards, out of the barrel. We're going to translate this to mean whether the bulge part of the wall is higher up or lower down on the main wall of the barrel. That doesn't make a difference. The difference which is going to be significant is where exactly within that bulge the holes are situated. If it's Zek Negadzer, both holes are right opposite each other. So that means that the wine that is in the barrel, it would go through the hole into the bulge, but some of the wine would be held in that bulge, in the part of it that is below the level of the holes. And therefore, really, it's considered to be a part of the rest of the barrel. The barrel holds wine, and this bulged part also holds some wine. And we consider it all to be like one entity. The wine that's in the bulge is considered to be one and the same with the wine that is in the rest of the barrel. And Tommy Avatuma, if a Avatuma, a primary level of impurity, touches the wine that is in the bulge alone, all of the wine that is in the barrel would become Tommy. Now the truth is, this would be true even if a Tvulyoim touched that wine. 
The reason why the mission talks about an Aratuma is because actually we're talking about where he didn't touch the wine inside of the bulge, but he only touched the wine that was within the thickness of where the hole on the outer part of the bulge was. And that is considered to really be separate from the wine that is inside of the bulge. And therefore, only because it was an Avhatumo touched that wine would it make the wine in the bulge impure and automatically the rest of the wine that is in the barrel as well. Likewise, for Tommy Boyle Mace, all of the wine in the barrel would become Tommy if it was in the same room, underneath the same roof, as a dead human body. Even if the barrel is totally sealed and it's made of earthenware, the law is usually that a totally sealed earthenware barrel, even if it's underneath the same roof as a dead body, the contents of that barrel would be protected from the impurity in general. However, over here there are holes in the barrel, so it loses its protection, it's not considered to be totally sealed, and therefore the wine inside of it would become Tommy. Second case, if the hole on the inner wall, the inner side of the bulge, is lower down, at the bottom of this bulge, and the hole that is in the outer side of the bulge is at the top of the outer side. In this case, if there is wine that is in the barrel, if it goes through the hole, it's not going to automatically flow outwards out of the barrel because the hole that allows the wine to flow outwards is higher up. So we'd end up with a situation where wine is end is it is contained inside of that bulge in this case as well, and therefore it fulfills the same purpose together with the rest of the barrel. It holds wine, and thus it's all considered to be connected. So Tommy Avatuma, if an Avatuma touches the wine that is in the outer hole. It would make the wine in the bulge Tommy, and likewise, since that wine is connected to all of the wine that is in the barrel, so it would all become Tommy. And on a similar note, for Tommy by Mace, all of the wine in the barrel would become Tommy if it is underneath the same roof as a dead human body. But it's not considered to be totally sealed because of the holes. Third scenario now. If the hole that is in the inner side of the bulge is higher up, and the hole that is on the outer side of the bulge is lower down, in this case, if wine enters into the bulge, then it's just going to flow right out of it, out of the barrel. It's going to flow into the bulge, and there's a hole that leads out of the barrel at the bottom of the outer side of the bulge which means that the bulge does not really contain wine, and therefore it's considered to be different to the rest of the barrel. And because of this, if an avatuma touches the wine that is in the thickness of the hole and makes the wine in the bulge tome, it's not going to make the wine that's in the rest of the barrel tome, because that's considered to be a separate entity, the tome of Mace. Nevertheless, if a dead body was in the same room, underneath the same roof, then the wine in the barrel would become Tommy, because the only way for wine, for an item that is in the same room as a dead body to be protected from the impurity, is if it's inside of a totally sealed earthenware item. Over here, the earthenware barrel is not totally sealed, because there are holes in it, and therefore the wine in the barrel would become Tommy in that scenario.